welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Saturday on KLBJ with hosts Ed and Ben Clements. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. Welcome to the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio, live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements. Our show proudly brought to you by Covert and Bastrop, Howie Breen and Herman, Attorneys at Law, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road, and by S&B Amusements. If you need pinball repair, pinball machines, jute boxes, S&B Amusements. Ben, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, Pop. It's uh, our last day, our show until August. You That's know what right. August means? August means football. August so means football. So it's basically football season Can you right imagine now. what, I guess, How a month will be in six weeks? A month and a week away from Texas and the mighty Rice Owls. I know. Yeah. And that means about a month and a couple weeks away from Texas and you know, Alabama. It's funny. So we have a couple guests today we do. Um, on the show, one of which, Kelly Marchbank's with us, assistant AD at the University of Houston. But my fondest memory of the Texas and Rice games, uh, Kelly's brother, Casey, he played for the Rice Owls back in the day. Uh, and he was on, if you folks all remember, the Taco Bell Crunch play of the day at DKR. <laughs> Casey right. Marchbank's, he... There was a kickoff. kickoff. He, he returned the kick and proceeded to get smashed. You know, the funny part about that story is before they said they're going to find the slowest guy on the team here <laughs> and they're going to kick it right to and, you. And Casey was on the Taco Bell Crunch play of the day. At you know, and, and I was in the press box and I was by Kirk Bowles. I said, hey, Kirk. He played at Austin High. He did play at Austin High, so he made the paper at Austin High. Because <laughs> the voice you heard is Kelly Marchbanks, the assistant AD for the University of Houston. It's a big year for the Big 12 as uh, the new team's arriving. Our friend Steve Brunson from SMU. Hello, Steve-O. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are y'all? Steve, uh, formerly involved. What was your, you did you did a lot of work for the University of Texas when you well, worked for the guys across from town? Yeah, I did. I, did. I covered a lot of baseball when it was uh, another station with uh, – by the way, I talked to Steve Fallon. Did you? The great ago. Steve Fallon. Yeah, he's up in Waco. So. Yeah, Steve Fallon, yeah. who's involved with Longhorn Sports. Yeah, and I worked also, with him for many years. Also yeah. involved, his father was the great Frank Fallon yeah. of the Baylor Bears. It's fan fantastic. I, I hate to interrupt. i got to tell you a real funny story, though. Tell me. Two seconds. Okay. So we're at a restaurant up in, uh, uh, I don't know if I can say names or what, but off of Mesa Drive. We'll, we'll tell them okay, what, what, up at Wally's. It's a potential okay, sponsor. So Everybody's a potential Wally's. sponsor so there. So my one son and I are sitting in a booth eating a burger. Yeah. And there's this guy a couple of couple of tables down. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, I know that guy. Now, I, I was probably 15 years ago, so no senior moments yet. Right. And I go up and I go, Kirk Bowl, so nice to see you. And he's like... Hey, this is Rick Barnes. How are you, Steve? Get out of town. No. <laughs> John is like, wow, I can't believe you just did that. You just did that. I did it. You just did I that. Rick Barnes, Kirk Mullins. Yeah. <laughs> we got He's a very lot. nice about it, too. We got a lot of things to talk about today. If you'd like to join us, 512-836-059. I got to know, talk about what about your golf game today. You got to play at Delaware yeah. Springs over in Burnett. 
a wonderful hill country golf course. Yeah. Tell everybody about your round today. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to boast, Pop, Pop, about my 200 par round today. I'm not going to do that. I didn't come here. <laughs> To talk about my four birdies and my and my eagle, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to get. You're not that type I'm of guy. I'm not going to talk you? about how badly I beat my three buddies. That's just not me, not my personality. Seventy, by the way. Seventy. But let's not talk about it. Let's get back to our guests. In, in that, back on Delaware. That's a Delaware Springs is a really fun golf course. Yeah, it was uh, in Burnet, Texas. Little Burnet, a good. It was one of those country courses which I love. Yeah. It's out in the country. It feels like you're out in the country. Deer were everywhere. You could have pet the deer. They don't care about humans. They're so. It's a really good golf course. Great greens. Scotty Sarich just said that he, he knows who, who designed that. Well, there are guys who work for Ben Crenshaw who yeah. designed that golf yeah. course. They designed that golf course when they're doing the Austin Golf Club. Yeah. yeah. So it was funny. It was That's really good. Already, yeah. It's a really. But I'm not going to talk about it. Don't talk about it. You're 70, two yeah. under par. We won't talk about that. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, a lot of things to talk about tonight. Yeah. We want to talk uh, with Kelly later about uh, University of Houston. I want to talk about the NFL. Yeah. First of all, the top things off. Joe Burrow is going to be out for several weeks yep. because of a calf injury. Jalen Ramsey of the Dolphins is out until December yep. with injury. I, I, and I know there were sort of freaky deals, but, man, especially for the Dolphins, that's a big blow to lose Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, it was. You know, you hate to see these, these training camp injuries, especially Joe Burrow's, a non-contact injury. They're the scariest. But it turns out his isn't too bad. He'll recover pretty quickly. Jalen Ramsey's, that's devastating. Out, out till December, that's devastating. You hate to see these training camp injuries when they're so avoidable. So hopefully we won't see any more, especially from any of the, the marquee guys in the NFL. God forbid one of our Cowboys or one of our Buffalo yeah. Bills. Yeah. Um, but the Joe Burrow deal, Joe Burrow, calf injury, going to be out yeah. for several weeks, which is okay to me. I, You know, uh, Steve, uh, Kelly, jump in there. I think Joe Burrow's of such great quarterback he doesn't need to do much well it, there it, did you see the play yeah yeah he was non-contact scrambling that's just your generic training yeah you know just getting the rhythm of the plays getting the timing down and it was a freak accident it happens it's unfortunate it, it was uh and um, other nfl news this week saquon barkley signed a new deal one year, $10 million deal, and today Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans says there needs to be a running back summit because <laughs> they are awesome. underpaid. I want to go to that summit. Oh, How fun would that be? It, it, during the time when uh, Trayvon Diggs and the Cowboys signed a huge contract, Justin Herbert has signed a ginormous contract, a ginormous contract with uh, the uh, Las Vegas, Los Angeles Chargers. So... Really, really big week for for uh, for big for contracts. This needed to happen. I still think the running backs are they have a very big uphill mountain to climb here. They're not in good shape financially. Nothing's going to change. So you want it? You'd like to think it'd be the domino effect where one person gets paid and they all get paid. But the landscape of running backs in the NFL remains the same. Yeah. Use them for a few years and move on to the next. At this table, Stephen are old enough to know when the running backs were the main main guys and they're not anymore steve yeah no no i i mean i i, I when you talk about running backs i keep thinking about earl campbell oh yeah and the long career um, amongst a, a bunch of others so that's not that lots of things have changed over the years it has sure. changed over the years and i i really am quite shocked that saquon barkley been one of the best running backs in the nfl 
one year, ten million, which is a lot of money, mm-hmm. but still compared to what Justin Herbert did, fifty million dollars a year. Yeah, a digs, a big contract. It really is shocking. It is, but it's not. The quarterbacks are the center of the NFL. They always have been, but it's changed for the fact that they're the big money guys. You can look at Tom Brady. I think he started a precedent where the front offices will think that if they get a good quarterback, they can have him for 10, 15 years like Tom Brady. It's not the same with a running back. You're not going to have uh, a, an Emmett Smith or a Danny yeah. Tomlinson yeah. or an AP that are going to play into their late 30s. That's not going to happen anymore. So because they're interchangeable, yeah. you can go find you can go find someone after their rookie contract mm-hmm. and not have to pay this ginormous amount of money. And Jerry Jones did that with Zeke Elliott. And by the way, I didn't I haven't checked in the last few minutes. Zeke is not in the camp. I wonder if Zeke is going to sign something late for the Dallas Cowboys to go and help out with that and be a part of that team again. Do you think he will be a part of the team? I sure hope so. you got to imagine that at some point Tony Pollard is going to need some help. And they, they, they got Deuce Vaughn in the draft, but how much can a five foot five guy do? Did you see that video tackles? yesterday? Which one? There was a video of Deuce Vaughn, who was great at Kansas State. My God, it looked like Pop Warner football. I know, he looked tiny. He's 5'5". Five, five. Also, we got to talk about this. We, we, I don't know who we need to go and put a hit on. Our boy Isaiah Jones has been getting clowned on Twitter. Have you What's seen this clip? No, I haven't seen There's that a one. clip of Calvin Ridley fresh off of his suspension. Yeah. So I, in this clip, Isaiah is running a route doing like a 10 and in. That's Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Zay Jones. We, yeah. Zay of is doing like yeah, doing a 10 and in. Looked like he was just working on his form and his route running, and he didn't look like the fastest guy, but he's working on his routes. Here comes Calvin Ridley right after him like a bat out of hell, the fastest route you've ever seen. And so Isaiah's getting he's getting clowned for this. He, he's catching strays really? for people saying he's slow and washed up. It's awful. Who would we have to kill? Did you see Bijan Robinson yesterday? No. Bijan, did you you saw that? I did, yeah. He smoked that linebacker. It was incredible. He made a move on a linebacker who is still looking for his jockstrap. (laughs) And it was, and he made a one-handed catch, and people in the land are going crazy for uh, Bijan, Dijon Mustardson. They're going crazy for it. Okay, Uh, this is the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio, live from the Deep Eddie Cabaret. Ed and Ben, our show proudly brought to you by SMB Amusement. Steve's here. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. Poke Joe's Barbecue, Howie, Breen, and Herman, Attorneys at Law, and by Covert and Bastrop. We'll have more. Uh, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about SMB Amusements, talk about the pinball machine. Also, Kelly Marchbanks is here, the Assistant Athletic Director for the University of Houston. The Cougars are ready for the Longhorns in a couple of months. We'll talk about U of H in the Big 12, and what a week for the Big 12. Wow. Wow. We'll talk about that and much, much more when we return to the End Zone Club on KLBJ. Welcome back to the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. We're live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret on Lake Austin Boulevard. Ed Clements and Ben Clements, our show proudly brought to you by Covert and Bastrop. Howry, Breen, and Herman, attorneys at law. Their office is in the shadow of the University of Texas. Pokey Joe's Barbecue with Great Texas Barbecue all over Austin and Central Texas. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. Man, Sue and Jay got the latest in Longhorn gear. They've got the Longhorn scheduled T-shirt. They've got the scheduled glass. They have it all uh, for the Longhorns at Sue Patrick 5222 Burnett Road and by 
SNB Amusements. Joined today by our friends Kelly Marchbanks, assistant AD for University of Houston, and our great friend Steve Brunson from SNB Amusements, a proud sponsor of this show. Okay, Kimo Sabi, uh, Steve O, SNB Amusements fixing our family pinball machine circa 1958. <laughs> how is how is it going? Uh, I, I, I actually got some action on it, but we're a ways away. Okay. We're a ways away. I'm, I'm not kidding. You're, I'm, I'm taking photos. And, and in the 35-year history of this company, yours is going to be the farthest we've ever brought one back. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it's, oh. It's, it's, <laughs> Let's go. It's, it's, over it's been in a shed for <laughs> about maybe 25 years. This is a pinball machine that our father gave us in 1964. And it's circa 1958, so it's it's a big endeavor by SNB Amusements. Tell our listeners what what you do at SNB Amusements, what you do in your business. Well, primarily, you know, we sell, restore, repair, uh, jukeboxes, pinball machines, arcade videos. To I used to be Austin, but it's a pretty niche business, so we we will go to Dallas, San Antonio, wherever. Um, there are not a ton of people doing it. So, uh, like your game. That's a, I've, I've spent this afternoon working on a Seabird jukebox for my wife. Really? Because every time I get a jukebox for her from the 50s, I get it all running, we have a great time, and then I sell it. <laughs> so she's like, she's like, am I going to get to keep this one? <laughs> Our pinball machine is basically Jesus. Yes, it is. It is. It's a, it's, it's a long, long game. Will you tell me, what is your favorite of all the old retro games? Do you have a favorite that's like sports-themed? So, I do, and I'm not going to bore everybody, so I'll, I won't get nerdy. I'll, I'll be real short with it. Uh, Godlieb in the 70s put out a series of games uh, in which, for example, I have one of my collection, Grand Slam. So, not only like a standard pinball, you score points, but every target's like 30 points or, 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 or three, three base hit. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you, can, awesome. you can win on points, but you can also win on runs. And then the same thing for a couple of football where... You'd advance the football down the field, 10 yards, 10 points. The very cool, very cool games. Those are probably my favorite sports games. Now, sure. it, 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 at your place, you have you have machines for sale? We do. We don't have a brick-and-mortar anymore because we don't really need it. Right. But uh, we still sell quite a few pinballs. And we have a 75% trade on everything we sell. So we have a lot of turnover, too. People will come and they'll, get, they'll keep it a couple, two, three years. And then they'll trade back in. You know, we have a Miss Pac-Man somewhere in our family. That's pretty. Is that that is that a good machine to restore? Okay. Yeah. Got many fond memories of Miss Pac-Man waiting at a certain stop and go when I was not quite 18, playing Miss Pac-Man, waiting to find someone to buy us a little bit of beer. (laughs) (laughs) If people want to get in touch with you, Steve. What's the number, best place to get you with S&B? Best would be during business hours, 512-833-6560. And it's on our website, our little single little webpage. Okay. But then we have a lot of information on Yelp and then a lot of information on Facebook. So people listening right now who would like to get a machine or like they can call or get on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And jute boxes. We do jute boxes, although they're getting harder and harder to... So we just picked up a couple of weeks ago a, a Wurlitzer jukebox that I've been looking at for over 30 years to work on. Really? By a certain barbecue place off of Far West Boulevard. Which would, which, which is? Burt's. Burt's Bar? Really? I saw that thing 
when I first started the company and I went in like, do you want us to fix it? No, no, finally, through a referral, we picked it up a couple of weeks ago. Wow. So I'm excited about that. How long will that process be to fix um, it? At least probably five to six months. Really? Yeah. I'm looking back there. They've got a jukebox here at the cabaret. Mm-hmm. Is that an old one? Is that a new There's thing? a CD box, I believe. Okay. Which, for these days, is old. Everything's now mostly you just put in your money and they, they stream it. Right. Yeah. Now, you and your family have been season ticket holders for the University of Texas a long, long time. Your dad sure. and family. I know we're going to talk about it later, Ben, but boy, people are jacked up about the Longhorns. It's always exciting. I mean, we're so lucky here. It's kind of like... We, we finish baseball because UT baseball is always competitive. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the granddaddy of football. Yeah. So this is the most exciting time of the year, by far. When was your first Longhorn football game? Uh, well, I was six years old. So sometime okay. in 1968. Okay. I, I, I remember beat. we played UCLA either that year or, and I remember my dad, you could smoke then. So my dad, I remember <laughs> his time. pipe, he threw his pipe down. Like five rows when we when we beat UCLA. Yeah, that was that was a winning streak when uh, Cotton Spire caught the yeah. pass. Yes. Two UCLA Bruins collided, and he got in the end zone of the south it. end zone for, for deal. Okay. My other fond memories were sitting in the horseshoe uh, when when Houston first. Uh, oh first Lord. Played and we, I should say Texas, got roasted. Oh my time. gosh, I was at that game like forty-five to nothing <laughs> it or was something. Horrible. It was horrible. It that, really was bad. So that was the worst memory. The fondest memory was sometime in the early 70s. It was an ice game. We almost didn't go. And it was like 17 to 14 UT within the first two minutes. There's nothing but fumbles because it was in the ice and rain. I, really? It was against the, the Aggies. Okay. And I don't remember. It would have been early 70s. But it was just literally kickoff, fumbled, touchdown. Kickoff, fumbled. Field goal. Sure. Within the first couple of minutes, there have been two or three touchdowns and a field goal. Okay, let's get into this Big 12 deal, Ben. The Big 12. We're need a wild start. No, we're going to start it right here, but let's get it. The Big 12 expanded this week with the Colorado Buffaloes. Yeah, I know. And rumor has it that Arizona's waiting in the wings. Arizona State is waiting in the wings. And the Oregon Ducks now are waiting in the wings to come to the Big 12. Wow. I was already mad enough that Texas is leaving. Now I'm pissed. Now I'm just bitter. I'm sad. I'm confused. I, 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 you know, and I, I keep thinking. Why? It's going to be a damn good conference. I'm thinking about that Carol King song. You're too young. Kelly's too young. Steve, Back in no. baby's arms? No, 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 no. That's Patsy Cline. No, it's it's too late, baby. Now it's too late because we've committed to the SEC. But, Ben, I'm getting to be with you. But Texas, Colorado's singing Back in Baby's Home. Oh, no, yeah, Colorado, Colorado is, but uh, it is amazing. It sucks. It's, it's, it's terrible. Well, I don't know if it's terrible. Again, as the kids say, FOMO right now. There's 12 is going to be awesome. There's a lot of people out there who are still pumped up about the SEC and what it brings. Steve? I, I, I just, I, I mean, I'm a tradition guy, and, and, and I see everything you're saying. I don't care how it shakes out as long as Texas gets to play A&M, gets to play Oklahoma, would love to see Arkansas. So to me, just going back to the old Southwest Conference days, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm the same way. See, but I get the frustration. Uh, yeah, the, the frustration is there because 
even though, fellas, where Texas Ben will pick up some really good marquee teams, what about Tech? What about TCU? We're what about get Baylor? Killed by some marquee teams. Yeah. It's going to be bad for a couple of years. It's going to be bad for a couple of years, but hats off to the leadership, Kelly, of the the Big 12 because they are they are expanding and they're not sitting on their laurels as the Pac-12 has. No, absolutely. And I, I want to preface this by saying, you know, all opinions here are my own. Uh, <laughs> we have a first-class communications team that would uh, kill me if I didn't say that. So, no, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, you look at it two years ago when OU and Texas announced they were leaving, and it was a scramble. And hats off to them and, and just moving quick and making the right moves where you're right. Big 12 right now is set up for – for success. Yeah, they yeah. are. They have been being. They've been. They're getting a lot of uh, praise because they're the Ford Thinking Conference. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, two years ago, we were debating whether or not the Big Twelve was going to dissolve or be the Pac Twelve, and now it's the Pac Twelve is going to dissolve eventually. We don't know when. And the Big Twelve looks like they have their, you know what, under control, and that they're going to go on and be potentially the second best conference in football behind Big, the SEC. I, I think we're on the verge of the super conferences now. We talked about the super conferences, but I think we really are because if it all falls in place with the Big 12, the Big 12 getting Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, there's no reason Utah should not come to the Big 12 mm -hmm. because of BYU in the Big 12. Yeah. Then you have Oregon, a man without a country, Washington, a man without a country, Washington State and Oregon State, men without countries, and then you've got the Brainiacs, Stanford and Cal, going, oh, maybe we want to play football. That's a I, hell of a long ride from Houston to, to Washington, though. It is a long, that'd be a long bus trip. It's, it's a, a long way. A long way, but that's that's a thing. You're not thinking ge geography anymore. Well, no, that's out the window. It's no longer based on your region. It's now just... I think when L.A. turned into Big Ten country, the geography went out the yeah, window. Yeah, you're exactly right. That makes no sense. <laughs> but I'm still scratching my head, Kelly, about how... The other sports, the spring sports, will do that. No, and that, that's going to be the toughest part, and that's going to people smarter than me are going to have to figure that out. And um, you know, you well, think yeah. about it. So glad ZZ Top could be with us here at the Deep Eddie Cabaret. <laughs> You're still alive, you know. Oh, yeah. I saw I saw Billy Gibbons at Dirty Martins about a month ago. Uh, you told me. <laughs> yeah, Billy Gibbons, the great ZZ Top. Welcome back to the End Zone Club on KLBJ. We're broadcasting live from the Deep Eddie Cabaret, where the beer is cold and the women are hot. <laughs> you don't like when I say that. I you say that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. that's very misogynistic. So yeah. where the beer is cold. I'm sleeping with my mother, for <laughs> God's sake. Their <laughs> beer is cold. <laughs> Welcome back. Our show proudly brought to you by Coburn and Bastrop, Howie Breen and Herman, attorneys at law, Pokey Joe's Barbecue. We're looking for a great barbecue tonight. Go to Pokey Joe's Barbecue. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. And by S&B Amusements, our friend Steve Brunson is here. Steve, again, phone number to get information about pinball machines, jukeboxes, repair, and buying from you. 512-833-6560. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yes, Ben. We were talking football. We're getting into college football. We're, we're a matter of weeks away. It might as well be tomorrow because we now is when we get into it. We got Kelly Marchbanks here, assistant AD for the Houston Cougars, uh, a newcomer for the Big 12. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. In a way. In a way. In a way. What is time? What is what time? Is time? Yeah. We were talking off air because I was looking at y'all's schedule, and I love this. And I think this is one of the main reasons I'm upset that Texas is leaving the Big 12. Y'all open up the season with five straight 
Texas teams. Yeah. Starting with UTSA, then Rice playing your brother's alma mater. Then you go play Sam Houston, or Sam Houston comes to you, then at Raiderland. I love that. That's a great schedule. I love that, playing Texas teams a lot. You know, it, it, you could you said it. I couldn't have said it better. Our fans are so excited. Our coach is excited. It's a challenge, but it certainly it makes it so much more fun with those local rivalries. And you said that you play all but all games, all, but two or yeah, Texas two, teams. Two uh, games are out of the state of Texas. That it, is unbelievable. I mean, because yeah, you do have you'll have Baylor. You'll have obviously Texas, Texas Tech, Sam Houston, TCU, Rice, UTSA. That's what I like about the old college football. It was regional. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And that's something that Coach Holgerson has made a, a point to do. And, um, you know, like I said, with our fans, they love it. The Longhorns will be in Houston in October. How have your season tickets gone? And talk about the stadium now at Houston for people who don't know where the Longhorns will play the Cougars in October. Yeah, absolutely. So right now we're looking at record season ticket sales. The excitement in the city is, is through the roof. Um, you know, and that's that's really a credit to our president, Dr. Couture, and our athletic director, Chris Pesman. They've done just a, a wonderful job uh, getting us in this position, and not just them. It's a lot of people. It's our fans and um, you know our donors and our coaches and it, the excitement's through the roof, and having Texas there for you guys. Uh, so Robertson Stadium, where they used to play after the Astrodome, is no more. It's TDCU Stadium, built in 2014, um, with some renovations this year. So we added 10 new suites, which sold in about a day, uh, and it, it, it's going to be a great spot to host you guys. What, what do you think about the Big 12 expansion, realignment, whatever you want to call it? Obviously, and this is, this is arrogant sounding, but Texas and Oklahoma – have been the kings of that conference. With the changing, there will be a scrum for the big man on top. Uh, what is your opinion? I mean, as somebody that is in and out of what's going on, the sure. expansion. Well, and, you know, the expansion and the realignment and everything, that's all way above my pay grade with smarter smarter people than me <laughs> working on. But for me, um, I think you're exactly right. I think there's going to be a scramble for that top team. And um, obviously biased, I think Houston's in the mix for it. But TCU, you know, your, your friend Sonny's doing a heck of a job there. One and done. Joey McGuire. <laughs> Joey McGuire. The national championship, that is, not Sonny. Okay, okay. <laughs> Joey McGuire, he's doing a hell of a job in Lubbock. Um, I think he's the perfect fit for that school. So that's going to be a challenge. And really, it's going to be a lot of fun to see kind of which team comes out on top. Let me ask you, historically, and Steve knows this, and Ben, you know this, when Texas plays at Houston, there is a predominant Texas fan base. Are you Houston people now trying to combat this, or what does it look like for ticket sales between the Longhorns at Houston? Are y'all? I know some schools will say, no, we're not going to sell a bunch of tickets. We're going to try to keep them for our, our local fans. Yeah, I won't get too in the weeds on it, but uh, right now we, we definitely we limited our season ticket holders to true uh, Houston fans, and then they're going to have a chance, a two-week window, to uh, purchase single-game tickets to those games before it goes to the general public. Right. So we certainly want to have more red in there than burn orange, but yeah. we know that there, there's going to be quite a bit, and uh, they're ready for it. Oh, That's a challenge that Coach Holgerson's oh. ready to ready Man, to you don't know this historically. You, you don't Steve and I know this. Good God, there were some hellacious games at the Astrodome when the Cougars beat the Longhorns 70 to 48. Oh. 70. Do you remember those, Steve? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It would was, it was be nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street for the Longhorns in Houston. Kelly, how do you, this is, I, I, I don't know how to put this, but how do you go about, since the Tom Herman days at Houston, you know, Houston's kind of struggled, and they had that time with Tom Herman. They were very good. 
how do y'all build a competitive team year in, year out in a big conference like the Big 12? Sure. That does. They have teams going to the national championship. And Houston, you know, this is not a discredit to them, to you all, but you haven't had that breakout year or that dominant for multiple years program how do y'all go about building this for football well we, we did win uh quite a few games the previous year in 2021 yeah uh I mean, we, were, we were double digit wins yeah. the senior class uh they won 20 games in the last two seasons so we've had some success but to answer your question i think uh it started with our athletic director and our, our president going yeah. to get dana holderson which yeah. at the time was a big move they got a sitting power five coach to come to a group of five school knowing that at some point we were going to be in this position. And I think naturally right now you're going to see with the transfer portal and now being in the Power Five, having the city of Houston as a resource, that naturally the roster is just going to get better. And we're going to get to the point where it's going to be competitive. Sorry, go ahead, Pop. No, you go ahead. Do you all discuss that? I mean, with Texas, there's a lot of big schools that want the best players. Do you all discuss discuss strategy on how we're going to get player X? To not go to AM or not go to Texas or not go to Baylor. Well, I, I think that's a good question, and, and those are certainly the you know the football guys. Uh, that's 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 their domain and their area. But I know, but you I know that you guys have the wallets. You guys send the money where it needs to. No, be. no, no comment there. Uh, but <laughs> there are a few. You know. there are a few there, there's a couple of wealthy guys I won't mention his name. Gentlemen, who are, you know, who are really good there. Ms. Fertitta is a great resource for us and does, does some great things for the university. But, no, to answer your question, I, I think it's more so not letting a player go to a certain school. I think the great thing that Dana did was keep that relationship open. So, hey, we're here. If things don't work out, now that we have that power five, which might have been the limiting factor to come to the school, he's kept those relationships open. It wasn't don't go to school X. Now it's, hey, come on back. We'll use you. Which is maybe the most fascinating thing in college sports now. Ten years ago, 20 years ago, that wouldn't be a mindset. Keep with that kid in case he wants to transfer. Nowadays, that coach has got to keep that relationship, like you said. You have to. Which is a wild and aspect of You don't only have to do that. You have to recruit your own team. Yeah. I wow. Mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's a never-ending cycle. Now. Well, in the first hour of the show, we had Bentley Cotton from the UT women's golf team. Tacova sponsors her. Tacova's yeah. boots. Yeah. And she's got deal. It's just a phenomenal deal. Not only will we see the Houston Cougars in football, but basketball. Yeah. And what a great team. Calvin Sampson and the Houston Cougar basketball team had last year. I can't wait to when the Cougars come to the Moody Center, and that's a great a great part of, I know, your job with the assistant AD with a lot of tickets and promotion, but that basketball team of Houston is still so darn good. I can't say enough good things about Coach Sampson and what he's done. And it, and it truly is a family affair with him. So his son is the head coach and waiting assistant coach. Really does a lot of our big-time recruiting. Uh, his daughter, Lauren Sampson, runs our basketball operations, and they are just a well-oiled machine. I mean, the Sweet 16 appearances, the Final Fours, with before now, I mean, you're going to see the recruiting uptick where we just had our, our lottery player go and to the Pacers here in top 10 pit. I mean, they're getting talent that they hadn't had before, so watch out for Coach Sampson. That's not a tough ticket to sell in Houston, is it? It sure isn't. It really? sure isn't, with especially the Fertitta Center that opened. Uh, so they... They, they blew up Hoffines, gutted it, and we have, in my opinion, one of the, the top basketball arenas in the country. Obviously, you guys now do as well with Moody Center. That's a first-class arena. But with that, I mean, it, 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 you're right. It sells itself. Yeah. Another reason why I'm upset about Texas leaving, Big 12 basketball. We got a home-and-home home this year, though, buddy, and I'll, yeah. I'll be coming to see you. Which, 
I, we, did we talk about this last week? We talked about it basically. About in, Kansas, in, Texas, and Kansas. You know this with the expanded Big 12. There's no such thing as a home-on-home anymore. And for, I guess because just to get Texas, and you don't have to address it. You're on coot. But just to get Texas, Texas will go to Kansas, but Kansas will not go to Texas. Texas will go to TCU, but TCU doesn't come to Austin. And yeah. for some reason, Texas will go to West Virginia, and West Virginia will come here. That's Bravo Sierra Bowl But with these expansions, there's, it's not possible. Eventually, I'm. I, it's my belief that every conference will be... 16 to 18 teams. I think so you too. You can't you can't physically do that unless you extend extend the the season. So yep. you can't have these home and homes, which is fantastic. I love watching Kansas come to Texas. I love Boo and teasing you. But in the future, when it's these mega 16, 18, 20 team conferences, you won't have enough enough room on your schedule. I got to tell you, my favorite memory. There's so many memories of. You know, I'm old enough to remember uh, Phi Slamma Jamma. Absolutely. I saw Phi Slamma Jamma play. Akeem Olajuwon and those guys, fantastic. My favorite story about watching a game in the Urban Center, Houston came back, this is probably 10, 15 years ago, and Clyde Drexler was the head coach of the Cougars. Clyde Drexler was, he had terrible teams back then. (laughs) And right before the start of the game, I'm telling you, they're fixing to announce the players, and a ball rolled over to the Houston bench. Clyde Drexler from the Houston bench put a shot up and made it and made it. I'm going, oh my, that's a highlight of the night for the Houston Cougars. But there's, there's when Houston is good and Texas is good, it is so wonderful to watch basketball. I think that's one thing we're happy. We've got season tickets to the Moody Center. And yeah. Can't wait to see the yeah, Cougars and Calvin Sampson because Calvin Sampson, I'm old enough to remember, and Calvin coached Oklahoma, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We got to take a break. After this break, more with our friend Kelly Marchbanks, the former Austin High Maroon, was a great offensive lineman for the Maroons, now assistant AD for the Houston Cougars. Also, our friend Steve Bronson from SNB Amusements. Look who's come to the table there. Look who's come to the table. Should we introduce him? I don't know if we should. There AJ McNeil, everyone. AJ McNeil, another former Austin High Maroon here. The Brainiac. No, a great right. tennis player a here. Great tennis player. He led the law. Have we ever spoken tennis on the show in our in our five years, Bob? Well, do we have an extra headset to talk AJ? Have we ever talked tennis? I don't why don't we have ever talked tennis? I don't think we've ever talked Steve's tennis. Steve's a tennis player. My, my, my son played college tennis, one of my sons. Is that right where yeah. he played? Uh, he played at Texas Lutheran. Texas Lutheran. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Okay. Andy Roddick people we are. Yeah, we're just like Andy Roddick. Okay, we yeah. gotta take a break. After this break, more from the Cabaret. This is uh, the End Zone Club on KLBJ, proudly brought to you by Covert and Bastrop, Howie Breen and Herman, Attorney at Law, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick, and by our friend Steve and the great folks at S&B Amusements. If you need a pinball, if you need repair of jukeboxes, anything in the world of entertainment, what's that number once again? 512-833-6560. You got that. We'll be back with more right after this. Two. The End Zone Club. I love this music. Garrett is back there at the studio. Garrett, good to good to have you on board for the End Zone Club. Glad you're with us. Gosh, in about a month, we're going to be at the Dirty Martins having burgers and drinking beer after the Rice Owls and the Texas Longhorns. Yeah. And then the following week, it's going to be Alabama and Texas for a pregame show. Oof. After that, it's going to be Wyoming and the Texas Longhorns. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to be a good game, but yeah. I tell you what, it's going to be fun. Ready for football. Welcome to the show. Our show proudly brought to you by S&B Amusements. Our friend Steve Brunson is here talking about S&B Amusements. Also by Sue Patrick, 5222 Burnett Road, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, 
Howry, Breen, and Herman, attorneys at law, and by Colbert and Bassford. I got a quick story about Pokey Joe's. Jay and the gang at Pokey Joe's. Uh, not Pokey Joe's. So I went at Pokey Joe's and had this brisket, and it was freaking amazing. <laughs> and then I went home and I fell asleep. No, I'm talking about Sue Patrick's, not Pokey Joe's. I love Pokey Joe's. Sue Patrick's has the Arch Manning jersey, yep. the Quinn Ewers jersey, and the Xavier Worthy jerseys. And this week, our friend Jeff Ward went on a tangent saying that, hey, what about Malik Murphy, who may be the starter next year yeah. for the Texas Longhorns and not Arch Manning if Quinn Ewers goes to Pro Football? And Jay got freaked out. He's, he's probably going to order some now Malik Murphy jerseys. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's about the here and the now, and he's hot. Malik is unproven. Arch Manning's got the Manning name. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Can we talk one more thing about Arch Manning? Sure. We need to check. And see, is good-looking kid. Is the auction? He's good look, good-looking kid. Is the auction still going on from Panini? Yeah. Panini America. Yeah, it's up to like sixty grand or something like it that. It was sixty-two thousand. I'm going to check it while you keep talking in a minute. But okay, I'll check. Well, check but, but I'm going to check. Check. check but, but, but let me just tell okay. you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the trading card. One of one trading card for uh, trading card for Arch Manning, and the proceeds go to St. David's Hospital. But <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod. He's going to get some some benefit from it sure it does comments on that anything about that's part of the nil stuff. um well i want to discuss that kelly marge banks is here assistant ad for the houston cougars i want to get into that but real quick i'm just kind of interested i've been seeing you in a little while for most kids that grew up loving sports if they can't be an athlete they want to get into it i just want how did you get into it? like how did this happen getting to be the assistant ad for the houston cougars yeah, that's a great question, and I won't bore you with the long story, but uh, short and sweet, I, I kind of lucked into it where I had started working for a company in Houston uh, that was really a startup that did secondary market ticket pricing for pro and college teams, and I, I worked my way up there at that company uh, running our college ticket pricing, and through that, U of H was one of my uh, clients at the time, and our deputy athletic director, after COVID, you know, we, uh, like a lot of companies like that, furloughs and layoffs, and they had... Houston, like most colleges, did the same thing where a lot of people were let go, roles were consolidated, and he reached out and um, started out there and kind of worked my way up a little bit, and it's it's been fun. I'm going to start selling tickets in the underground next season. <laughs> That's right. See what happens. And you've got football background. You played football for the Austin High Maroons, and uh, that probably kept you. Yeah, that, you know, you want to stay in the game. Oh, I've always wanted to be around sports, and, and like Ben said, I, I knew pretty early on I wasn't ever going to play after high school, and uh, had a blast playing with uh, Ferris and those guys at Austin High and wouldn't trade that for anything. But um, after that and after college, it was always something I was looking for. And most people, they go and they do sports management. Um, they do sports masters. And they start usually as like entry-level ticket reps or some sort of role that way. That's kind of the traditional route for people to work their way up in the industry. Okay, so back to this NIL. You're in the front office. You have seen this firsthand. It's still so new. What are, what are your exact thoughts in the NIL? How, how often are you all in the front office having to discuss this and the parameters of, of, of this new s structure of NIL football? Sure. And, and again, here, real quick, all opinions are my own. Uh, <laughs> but I, I would say that, you know, like a lot of people, it, it's sort of the Wild West. And I think in the right frame, it could be great for the kids. And personally, I think it's saving college basketball right now where – You'd see these kids that might go early in the draft and they might not make it be second round, go have to play over Europe, or now, if they can be compensated, they're going to stick around. And I think that's just going to grow the game of college basketball where we're going to see those players, fans get involved where kids are there two, yeah. three, four years like it used to be. 
You know, I think you're the first person we've spoken to that brings up basketball as the saving grace for this. Because your mind goes to football. Sure. Big money from football, but basketball is what you think of. I think yeah. that's interesting. No, absolutely. I mean, I love the game of college basketball. And, again, it's been easy at U of H the past few years with the way our program is and the heck of a job Samson's done. But um, I, I think that's that's really the big pro of it right now. And, again, I, I am not the expert. Uh, we have a great third-party group collective, Lincoln Cougs, that does a wonderful job for athletes, a lot of great opportunities, a lot of, like, Mattress Mac, uh, the big Houston guy who's <laughs> – God. In the news a lot. Uh, he he's made some pretty big pledges he, he to our bas- yes sir really yeah, our basketball program. You know he played football for Coach Royal here. Mattress Mac did so. I guess he's spread spreading the wealth around and everything. Where do you see NIL going? In my opinion, Kelly, NIL plus transfer portal equals a hundred percent free agency for college football. And I say college football and college basketball, but let's be honest, it's college football free agency. What is what does it look like ten years from now? I couldn't tell you. I mean, that's just the nature of college sports right now. It changes every day. I mean, you see it in the news with realignment and everything. It's 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 it could be different next week. Yeah. Um, I think that you know, and again, uh, smarter people than me are working on figuring this all out. But I think at some point there'll be some sort of rein in. Uh, I think this current model probably isn't sustainable. But I tell people all the time. I mean, we're no longer working in college sports. We're, we're basically we're minor league sports now. Yeah. I mean, we're professional sports. Yeah. Steve, let me ask you. You have SNB Amusement. You've been around a long time. You've covered Longhorn sports. You're now independent businessman. I'm not a big fan of this current system. I don't know what, what your thoughts on the name, image, likeness, and the transfer portal. Boy, in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I just, I just, I'm old school. I'll leave it at that. I just, yeah. I just to me, there was. The, Sports now are so different than they were 20 years ago. I mean, it was a true college sport, and now it's not. I'm not saying whether that's good or bad. I'm just saying I was joking 10 years ago about just license the name and start making money. Yeah. Just, you know, the you, whatever. Just license the name to another outfit. Yeah. And then run sports. And, and, and that's a simple way of saying it, but... You know, it's great for the kids, for sure. And they deserve to hit some compensation. They make a lot of money. They do need because they're professional college athletes. They can't get a job. And I do think they need compensation. But I'm of the opinion it needs to be reeled in. And the people who are really wanting it to reel in are Nick Saban and the SEC people because they recognize that the University of Texas and Texas A&M and Oklahoma have endless supplies of money. And in the conference, Houston has got a lot of deep pockets. Texas Tech has the fracking guys from from Midland, so it's all about the money. But Texas, my opinion, wants it just like it is now. Uh, A couple minutes left. Uh, Kelly, give us your predictions on Houston sports this year. Y'all been in the Big 12 for, for less than a month now. This is the first season. How are y'all going to do in y'all's first season in the I'm not going to get in the wins and losses game, but uh, I will tell you that. Financially, uh, how are we going to do? <laughs> no, no, no. Gonna, they're doing good financially because they got the big TV contract. Yeah. It, it's it's certainly, uh, that that's helped. But uh, I will say that I know Coach Hogerson and his team, they're up for the challenge, and especially with basketball, too, it's going to be a heck of a year. That Dana Hogerson is a heck of a coach. Yeah, what's he like? Is he, oh, like he's him? a heck of a coach. What you think? He's a character, but he's he's one hell of a coach. X's and O's, I'd put him up with anybody, and the kids love him, and uh, 
you know, he's had this, a lot of the same coaches with him for a long, long time, which says a lot about the guys. So. He's a Leach guy. He's a uh, Sonny Dykes guy. They he tells all, it how it is. They were all <laughs> on the same field. Okay, Stephen, the final closing seconds. Thanks for being with us, by the Thank way. Thank you. I had a blast. And That's what awesome. can you do at SMB Music for our listeners? What, what can I do? Yes. Are you putting me on the spot? Yeah, you got 15 okay, seconds. Right, so 15 seconds. Mention this show, 10% off anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, Steve Brunch and SMB Music. Man, it's been a lot of fun. Congratulations on the round we're not talking about today yeah, at no, Delaware today, Springs. Today. Smooth moving 70. Kelly, thank you for joining us. Thank also. you, fellas. I appreciate it. Go Cougs. Great to see you Good guys. Good luck for the season, the first year of the Big 12. Yes, sir. Ten years, I expect a national championship. You and me both. And for us to be there. We'll be there. Absolutely. Right after the Longhorns win a national championship. <laughs> we got to go. Probably thank not. you, Garrett, back at the studio. News is next on KLBJ.